Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle, and thank you once again for joining me today. We are having a wonderful time in the television studio talking about the goodness of God. God is a good God. I want you to say it again. I've asked you to do that over the last several weeks, but I want it to get deep down into your spirit that God is a good God. Old Roberts used to say, God is a good God and the devil is a bad devil. Don't accept anything Satan says must happen to you. No, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. Accept everything that God says can happen to you. And God says that he's a good God. He's the source of good and he has good things in store for you. Let me remind you of Psalm 3119. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that reverence and fear you. The New International Version says, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for them that fear and reverence you. Notice God has good things stored up in reserve. Got your name on them. Got my name on them. And God wants to pour them out upon your life. Now, one of the things that is required is expect it. Believe it and expect it. And if you will do that, then you're going to have the testimony in just a short time that God has been good to me again. God has been so good to me that I just can't help but praise Him. And you just continue praising Him because good things are coming your way. I'm taking you into the service where we're continuing this study, expecting the goodness of God. Watch now, and I'll be back in just a few moments. The Bible teaches us what to think and what not to think. And some Christians are ignoring both. They think what we're not supposed to think and they don't think what we are supposed to think. Then they wonder why they don't have exciting testimonies. Well, folks, I didn't write this. You won't find First Jerry in there anywhere. First John, that's close, you know. But I didn't write this. I just choose to believe it. And God is the one who causes it to come to pass if I just choose to believe it. Now, we know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. One of the most exciting things that can happen to you as a believer is when your mind and your heart think the same thing. Amen. Amen. When your mind and your heart are thinking the same thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It, 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 one of the greatest battles you'll ever go through is in your mind. It's even greater than an outward battle. I wrote a book a number of years ago and in it I put a chapter in it about uh, the greatest greatest battles you'll ever fight are between your ears, yes. your mind. Yes. That's the reason Solomon talked about how important it is to let your eyes stay focused on the word of God. Yes. Protect your heart. Let his words not depart from you. Paul says, if you learn to think on the right things, 
The message translation says, I'd say you'll do best by feeling, filling your minds and meditating on the best and not the worst. How many Christians are you around today that all they talk about is the worst? All the worst things that are going on in the world today. And I'm, I'm not pretending they're not happening. They're happening. But that's not where my focus is. Amen. My focus is on what God says about it. And I know that even though outwardly in the natural, all this bad stuff is going on. I'm looking beyond that and seeing goodness coming my way. Hallelujah. Sometimes, uh, you know, all the bad, if you keep looking at it and you keep magnifying, like my, my, my mother used to tell me when I was a little boy, son, you're making a, a mountain out of a molehill. How I many of you ever heard that before? You're making a mountain out of a molehill. In other words, if you keep listening to it and you surround yourself with people that are always listening to it, then eventually you are going to make a mountain out of a molehill and you won't be able to see the goodness that's on the other side of that mountain. It's there. And I believe we've reached a place. In fact, I was listening to Kenneth Hagin this week and Brother Hagin, one of his last sermons, he said, we are indeed in the last days and everything God said he'd do in the last days will be done. He's God. And then Brother Hagin said this, and you ought to start rejoicing in advance. He said, in fact, just laugh out loud right now at the devil. And boy, everybody in there started laughing. And I'm telling you, the, the spirit of joy hit the place. Amen. Amen. I'm going to repeat it again. We are indeed in the last days. And everything God said he would do in the last days, he will do. It will be done. So just rejoice and why don't you just laugh at the devil? Hallelujah. Amen. Is that the best you can do? You, you laugh, you laugh better than when somebody stumbles and falls. <laughs> okay. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The Passion Translation says, every thought that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. The true knowledge of God, in defiance of the true knowledge of God. See, you're reading, seeing, uh, you read in your Bible that God has laid up all this goodness and you turn on CNN and what they're saying and they don't agree with God and God don't agree with them. What they're saying is in defiance of the true knowledge of God. So why would I want to spend all my time listening to something that is totally opposite of what God's promising me? Why don't I just focus my attention on what God is promising me? Hallelujah. Brother Jerry, I have to watch the news sometimes. Well, that's fine, but don't just sit there all day long. Come on. 
And I say it, to, for the lack of a better phrase, suck off that. <laughs> Some people got a huge straw just <laughs> sucking off all that CNN <laughs> junk. And then they spew it out on everybody else around them. Yeah. I don't want to hear it, thank you. I said, I don't want to hear it, thank you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thought I'd get more amens. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, move on. I'm not getting much response with that. <laughs> Exodus 34, 6, speaking of Moses. And the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed the Lord God merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. God is abundant in goodness. Abundant in goodness implies more than an adequate supply. Abundant in goodness. In other words, he will never run out of goodness. Another translation uses the word abounding in goodness, meaning it is inexhaustible. Hallelujah. Has no limitations. That's the God I serve. That's the God who's promised that goodness has been laid up for you and me. Amen. Now, as I stated last week, if you genuinely believe this, then you're going to expect it to come to pass. Whatever you truly believe, you're expecting it. If you're not truly believing it, then you're wondering if it's going to come to pass. But if you truly believe it, then you're expecting it. Now, that's the way David responded in Psalm 23, 6. Surely, goodness. Not maybe, not possibly, not there's a 50-50 chance. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Somebody shout, surely. surely. Look at somebody and say, surely, surely. goodness and mercy goodness. will follow me all the days of my life. And surely, I'm going to begin to see more of it this year. And give him another shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Surely means definitely. It is for certain. Well, if it's for certain, then wouldn't you be expecting it? Amen. Amen. You get up every morning expecting manifestations of his goodness. You get up every morning. Of course, goodness, you do know that goodness is synonymous with favor, benevolence, kindness. You just get up every morning expecting the goodness of God to manifest in some way. Amen. You've heard me teach on favor. It's my favorite subject. My, my, my mandate from the Lord was to teach people how to walk in his favor. Now, one of the reasons why that God has reserved all this goodness that we've never tapped into for the last days is he's going to use it 
as a witness to the world. When they see the goodness of God on our lives and they're not experiencing it, and particularly in times like these where there's just a lot of things they can't make happen themselves. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And yet they see God's people prospering, blessed, happy, enjoying plenty. Well, will every Christian be that way? No, because some of them won't believe it. It's God's will for them to, but some won't experience it. And I'm sorrowful about that. But if they'll dare believe what God is saying, then they're just as uh, uh, capable of receiving it as anybody else. So notice in Romans chapter two and verse four, it makes this statement. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance. Amen. The Passion Translation says, it's, mil- it's meant to melt the heart. The goodness of God. When people see the goodness of God on our lives, it's designed by God to melt their heart so that they can, so that the Holy Ghost can, can reach that old stony heart. Some of the most vile, unbelieving, perverted people in the world, hard-hearted, don't believe there is a God. When they see the goodness of God poured out on his people, it is going to melt their heart. Hallelujah. He said, are you sure, Brother Jerry? Well, he got you, didn't he? (laughs) He got me. He melted my heart. He melted your heart. Amen. The message translation says, it leads into a radical lifestyle. The goodness of God leads into a radical lifestyle. I I guess that would be best to describe my life. Radical. Radical. I'm not just blessed. I'm extremely blessed. I'm not just favored. I'm highly favored. And that should be your testimony as well. I'm not just blessed, but I'm extremely blessed. I'm not just favored. I'm highly favored. Somebody lift your hands and say that with me. I'm not just blessed. I'm extremely blessed. And I'm not just favored. I am highly favored. I live a radical lifestyle. And give the Lord a good shout for it. Hallelujah. Amen. David said in Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, don't just observe it on me. Taste it for yourself. My grandmother used to say, son, the proof of the pie is in the eating. She said, she told a neighbor, she said, that neighbor's always telling me what good peach pies she makes. And I told her one day, quit telling me, bring me some. <laughs> Amen? Bring me some. 
Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can hear me talking about how good he is, but you need to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. Can you say amen? All right, praise God. Psalm 65 verse four. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house. Talking about God's house. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house. And the word satisfied implies to supply fully until no more is needed. We will be satisfied. The message translation says, and we expect our fill of good things. I like that. I'm expecting my fill of good things. Could this possibly be talking about the good things that have been stored up for us? I believe it is. Folks, we need to get ready. In the midst of all these terrible things that are happening around us, good things are on their way. Start expecting them. Start expecting them. 2 Samuel 7, 28. Oh, now, O Lord God, thou art God, and thy words be true, that thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. So Samuel said, your word is true. And now, in other words, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, your word is true, so prove it to your servant. All this goodness that you've promised me, do it. Psalm 89, 35 says, God speaking, once have I sworn by my holiness, I will not lie. 2 Chronicles 6, 41, O Lord God, let thy saints rejoice in thy goodness. The message translation says, let your holy people celebrate your goodness. Celebrate. When's the last time you had a celebration? If you don't respond better, I'm going somewhere else and preach. I said, when's the last time you had a celebration? Let thy people celebrate your goodness. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm sharing with you some of the reasons why more of God's people are not experiencing more of his goodness. They're not following instructions. The message translation says, they reveled in, the, in your bountiful goodness. Amen. Reveled in it. That means <laughs> unrestrained delight. Unrestrained delight. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever been to a, a, a live football game? Either in high school, college, professional. Did you ever notice how them people shout? Especially when their team did something good. Amen. Dylan, my grandson, uh, he and I have been, well, I've been a uh, Green Bay Packer fan all my life. And uh, Dylan became a Packer fan. And uh, when he was a little bit younger than he is now, I promised him to take him to a Packer game. And uh, I said, now, Dylan, if we are real Packer fans, we're going in December when it's snowing, blizzard conditions, 
and we're going to sit out there in that arena like all them real Packer fans. We're going to freeze, and we're going to scream as loud as we can. I'm going to buy you one of them cheese heads, and you're going to wear it. And a pastor friend of mine in Green Bay, he's a seasoned ticket owner. They, he and his family been going to Packer games as far back as when he was a little boy. And he said, Brother Jerry, you come and I'll give you some of my family members' seats for you and Dylan. And so we went. It was so cold. Dear God, it was cold. It was a blizzard. We didn't have the right kind of clothing. We don't have that kind of weather in Texas, not in Fort Worth. We had to go buy some stuff just to keep warm. I mean, we could hardly walk. We look like, we look like little grizzly bears. They covered up, all you can see is about this much of our face. And we, we're driving over there with the pastor and some of his family members. And, and uh, when we got to the stadium, we got the cheese head for Dylan and he put it on, you know. And, and I said, Dylan, let's make a sign before we go and put it on there, help. We're from Texas. We're freezing. <laughs> I said, maybe we'll be on TV. And they got, they got it. They put us on TV. They, they panned the audience. And there was Dylan holding up his sign with his cheese head. Up. Help. We're from Texas. We're freezing. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it was cold. Dear Lord, it was cold. And they were, pray, they were playing the Detroit Lions. And, uh, and Green Bay won. But man, I'm telling you, I never heard such cheering in all my life. Now, you know, I, I played sports in high school and college, and, and I've, I've gone to college football games and, and, and professional football games. I used to do uh, uh, chapel services for uh, the 49ers and Chicago Bears. Did one for the Cowboys one time. So I've been to, I've been to football games like that. And when I'd do the chapel service, they'd always set me on the 50-yard line with all the players' wives. And, uh, and man, you know, them Chicago fans, they can shout. San Francisco fans, they can shout. Cowboy fans, they can shout. But not like Green Bay. I mean, they sitting out there in that freezing cold, and they can shout. And boy, when, when uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown, you never heard such shouting in all your life. They celebrated. And then I just read this scripture. Let the holy people celebrate. you did when I read that scripture a few moments ago. I said, let the, let the people of God celebrate, and you went, uh-huh. Glory. Then I said, they reveled. You said, uh-huh, twice, uh-huh. So you just proved to me you know how to celebrate. You know how to revel in his goodness. So do it.
Here's something else you need to learn to do. Did you notice that the players sitting on the bench, they wouldn't even end the game yet and may not have even got to play in the game at all. But even though their team did well, they shouted from the bench. They celebrated from the bench just like everybody in the stands. Get to the place where every time you hear a good testimony that's happening to somebody else in the body of Christ, you shout just like it happened to you. Celebrate. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate the goodness of God. God is about to pour out His goodness on His people as never before. Today's special offer, the Expect God's Goodness Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new three-part CD series, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life, his inspiring book, Expect the Extraordinary, and his revealing book, Experiencing More of God's Presence and Power. In this package, Jerry teaches how you can walk in favor with God, how to receive God's goodness, how to see beyond your circumstances, and God's plan for abundance. Develop a faith that isn't moved by what you see, what you hear, or what you feel. Become completely convinced that God's goodness is on the way. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Expect God's Goodness special package. God is good and is the source of good. Order now to discover the life that God desires for you, expecting His goodness. Thank you once again for joining me today. You know, if, if you have this uh, desire to see this message again, to watch this broadcast again, you know, you can get it on YouTube. And uh, we're, we're being told that we're breaking all records, uh, viewers watching it again and again on YouTube. Now, I want to encourage you to check it out, jerrysaville.org, and you can watch it again because every time you watch it, you're going to hear something you didn't hear the first time. You know, I watched Kenneth Hagin's old broadcast and Kenneth Copeland, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, and every time I do, I hear something I didn't hear the first time. So check us out on YouTube, okay? Now, the resources that are available once again today, three CDs expecting the goodness of God in your life. You've got to get a hold of this. If you don't know that God is the good God and He's the source of good, this is the study that you need right now. Three CDs on expecting the goodness of God in your life. Right along with it, my book, Expect the Extraordinary. You know, I learned a long time ago that you get what you expect. Everything I expect from God that I can find in His Word that belongs to me, God has made it happen and He'll do the same for you. Then right along with it, experiencing more of God's presence and God's power. These are powerful resources that I know you need to listen to, you need to watch because they are faith building. And that's what this broadcast is all about, helping you develop a, a higher level of faith so that you will experience everything that God says belongs to you. So jerrysavelle.org or look on the screen right now and get all the ordering information, okay? Place your order real soon. Join me again next week as we uh, continue the study on expecting the goodness of God, and I'll see you then.